Hello everyone and welcome back. This is episode 5. Today's episode is going to look a little bit different from the most because I will be sharing some spoken word poetry that I've written during this time of isolation and quarantine. And as always, there will be the challenge of the week. Welcome to Tommy Talks. Hey everyone, so before we get into the segment about spoken word poetry, I just wanted to give you guys a couple of updates from my life. Lately, I've been really, really busy with BCM. We've had interviews for life group or like small group Bible study leaders. So that's been going on this week via Zoom and everything like that. So I have a lot of meetings that have been going on with that. Just been pretty busy with that at this time of year. We would be if I was in Tampa as well, but we're kind of just doing all that online. So that's one thing. Also, school, although it is slowing down as far as like so many assignments to do, there are uh, some big projects left, final exams things like that. It's just kind of weird during this time because it feels like there's no motivation to really do any assignments because there's not like a teacher or a class to really go to or anything that's kind of stressing that this is a huge thing that needs to get done right now. So I've kind of felt like I've been putting things off lately, but trying to finish up those those last few big projects and study for those last exams before the end of the semester. And then the last thing A new thing that I've kind of been doing is reading this book. It's called Simple Church. I believe the authors are Eric Geiger or Geiger. I don't know how to say his name. And then um, Tom Rayner. So they wrote this book called Simple Church. It's kind of about this research study that they did where they found out that basically the most simple churches or the ones that have the most simple processes within their church have the most growth and they call it vibrancy or health. Um, but it's just been really interesting to read about that and I've loved kind of reading something a little bit different and something that's actually engaging to me at least because it's hard. I don't really, you know, want to read a fiction book or something like that sometimes. So just doing this has been a good change of pace for me, especially at night when I want to go to bed and just kind of having something to read. So that's been kind of some updates that happened in my life, but let's just jump into kind of what we're going to talk about today. So today's episode is going to be about a spoken word poem that I wrote earlier in this quarantine time. So I believe this is a couple of weeks ago that I wrote it, but it was just kind of when I was uh, thinking and feeling inspired. But before I kind of go into that actual poem, I want to talk to you guys about some spoken word poetry that I've written in the past or really the background about why I do spoken word or poetry or kind of how I got into it. So Beginning in about 2016, 2017, I started watching a lot of YouTube videos about spoken word poetry because I thought it was kind of interesting. So people like John Jorgensen and Jefferson Bethke, just two guys, they do Christian uh, spoken word poetry. And I thought it was super interesting. Jefferson Bethke wrote that really famous spoken word poem. I forgot. I think it's like Relationship Over Religion or something like that. I don't, I can't remember. You guys would probably, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Just like Google Jefferson Bethke and his most famous poem will show up. And that's kind of the one that uh, got me hooked a little bit on spoken word poetry. But after that, you know, years later, I started to get into actually writing my own. So in about 2017, I started writing my own poetry. This is like the end of senior year. I was beginning to realize like, I don't know. I had like a lot of different emotions and I didn't really know the best ways to always process them or to figure them out. Like I remember I wrote one poem at the end of senior year of high school and I was in this big group of people and I felt super like trapped and super, I don't know. I just felt like it was a weird situation I didn't want to be in. And and I, 
was stuck in someone else's car and I was just like, what do I do? And so just these ideas started flowing in my head about maybe just writing a poem or just writing down my thoughts. So I began to write my thoughts down and a poem form just kind of to, I don't know, get those emotions out and really just talk about um, my emotions in a more healthy way than just like holding them in all the time. So I just kind of wrote them down and just kind of let them go, forget about it. But that's kind of when I started in 2017. And then in this year, actually, or this month, April of 2017, I did this poem. I wrote this poem. It's called Hands. And I did like a video with one of my friends at the time. And we kind of made a video about it. And we went to like Naples, Florida, just went to some really pretty places and uh, he just recorded me doing the poem and so that was kind of my first experience with doing any type of spoken word poetry like that and then in the summer of 2017 for my church they have this thing for the youth group called collide conference and there's like hundreds of people that go to this conference and uh, the name of the conference was called roar so that was like the whole or not the name of the conference, but the the theme of the conference was Roar. And so every night it was like Roar of Something, and that was the title of the message. So this time uh, during this conference, that was the theme. And so I was like, oh, that'd be cool to, you know, write a spoken word poem and maybe, you know, perform it or, or just, you know, I don't know, it would be cool. And so basically I was kind of commissioned to write a poem for it. And I think maybe in a later time, if you guys enjoy this type of uh, podcast talking about this poetry... Uh, maybe I'll share it as well, but it was called Roar, and I got to write it and perform it in front of you know hundreds of people for the first time doing my poetry, and I loved that. I thought it was really fun, but kind of what got me into writing poetry, um, I don't really do it that often, you know, one every couple of months or so, you know, probably less than that, honestly, but it's just usually when I feel some sort of inspiration, you know, I feel like that might be just the Holy Spirit kind of trying to speak through me in different ways and I think poetry is one of those ways so sometimes when I'm inspired I'll just like write down something really quick and sometimes I'll sit there for hours doing it or just 10 minutes and then kind of quit and you know they don't have to be perfectly made or perfectly put together it's just kind of what I'm thinking kind of get thrown down so you know I'm holding it up talking about a bunch but with this specific poem it's called a shift in isolation and I kind of was inspired to write it because I was feeling really down but I was feeling like there was some sort of change that had to happen with my mindset being in quarantine and so that's a little bit of the background behind this one but I'm so excited to share this poem with you guys and without further ado here is the shift in isolation a spoken word poem <laughs> I feel lost, lonely but not alone. I've tried to find solace in movies, sin, and my phone. I'm burdened with thoughts that I'm not doing enough. My lack of motivation feels like a failure of love. I feel broken and confused, though it's privileged of me to say, I find no solace or peace until every once in a while I actually pray. I'm helpless and powerless. I have no control. I feel like I'm in a prison and so far no hope for parole. Though trapped and stuck I feel right now, I have food and shelter, so how can I go on complaining about being sad or being stuck? Because my situation is much more about God and much less about luck. To be honest, I'm sick of how I live, knowing what's wrong and what's right. 
I feel lazy and undisciplined, like I've given up the fight. Am I truly saved? Do I really have faith in Jesus? Because the life I'm living looks like everyone else in isolation. There has to be something more this is teaching us. Like I said, I've looked around for things to take up my time. From cooking to movies to exercise, to reading to sleeping to learning, I feel like I've done everything in my power to stop my heart from yearning to do something more, to have purpose in this strange period where we don't know what tomorrow holds, probably just another myriad of pointless activities to get from my bed to my bed back again. I just miss my school. I miss my life. I miss my friends. Honestly, even this poem feels like complaining, but that's not the point. The point is to show you that you're not alone in this complicated mess, that we are adjoined. Here's what I'm learning. I have zero control over my life. I have zero control over my situation. If I have to be home for the next 365 days, and that's that. I have no say, vote, or representation. I am powerless, and you are too. If God's plan is to keep this thing going on forever, our response must be, we'll make do. Actually, better than that, he'll make do. Because you would agree, thank God it's not up to me or up to you. We know how that would turn out. We'd make bad decisions for ourselves and the world day in and day out. No, it's not up to us to change it. It's up to us to trust in the one who works the change. To trust that when everything sucks, we can trust in his name. I hate that truth sometimes because honestly that sounds like crap. Like, can you chill out, God? Can I have control of my life back? So here's where I'm at. I'm done being second rate. I'm done being lukewarm. I'm done being a silent slacker. I'm done being torn between sinner who takes and a man who gives way to the way, the truth, the life. The one truth I know is true, the one who sacrificed his life for my own, not so I could have control of my schedule or sit around on my phone, but so I could have purpose. And if you've heard nothing else from this poem, I hope you heard this. You are powerless. He is all-powerful. You are the careening car, and he is the one in control. What am I going to do? Love God, love others, read scripture. Because I am just a speck of paint, and God's the one painting the whole picture. I hope you guys enjoyed that poem. Next, I kind of just want to run through a couple different lines of that poem, and I kind of just want to explain some things to you and just share what I was thinking and feeling when I wrote these and kind of what I'm thinking about these things right now. Um, this is just a little explanation of, of my thoughts just to get into to this poem and kind of what it's all about. So the first line that I want to talk about is that it says, I'm burdened with thoughts that I'm not doing enough. My lack of motivation feels like a failure of love. When I wrote this, I think what I was thinking was that, you know, I was just kind of sitting around all day, you know, playing video games or watching movies or doing a little homework or whatever, but I just felt like I wasn't really doing a lot and I just really have motivation to do anything because I didn't know what to do. And so I kind of felt burdened with this because 
I felt like I had to do something more. I think we all have that feeling sometimes, especially in this quarantine time where we're just sitting at home. We feel like we could be doing something more and we're just kind of sitting around and not doing much and we feel weird. So this is kind of just what I felt. I felt like I was, you know, not doing my best and not putting my best foot forward. And, you know, I don't have to be busy 100 percent of the time, but just felt like I was kind of wasting a lot, you know, and I didn't I didn't know what to do next. So. That's just kind of my feelings behind that. Uh, the next line I kind of want to go over to is it says, I'm helpless and powerless. I have no control. I feel like I'm in a prison and so far no hope for parole. Um, I think we can all relate to this one and feeling like we don't really have any say in what's going on. Uh, talking about feeling like we're in a prison, you know, our houses can sometimes feel like that or, or our families or whatever can feel like we're in a prison or something like we're helpless and we don't really know what to do. And and that last part is really what I felt, you know, no hope for parole. Not yet. There hasn't been a thing where it's like, oh, well, this is going to be over at this time. And, you know, hopefully we're going to have a date soon of when this is all going to kind of fizzle out and just be done. But at least during this time, it kind of feels like that. We don't really have an end date. And it feels, for me at least, it's kind of felt almost, you know, just really disheartening to know that there is no end date. You know, I like having um, my headspace in the right place and not having an end date doesn't really help that. Uh, Next line would be, uh, am I truly saved? Do I really have faith in Jesus? Because the life I'm living looks like everyone else in isolation. There has to be something more this is teaching us. So being a Christian, I feel like we should be held to higher standards. We have higher standards. We have the Bible that we, you know, desire to obey and be, be held up to the standard of scripture which is higher than just, you know, living in the world and doing your own thing. But I kind of felt like during this time, I don't know, I just felt like I was living a lot like other people and their lives were looking the same as me. And so I just kind of wanted to capture that within this line of saying, you know, am I really saved? Do I really have faith in Jesus? And it's not necessarily saying, you know, I think that I don't have salvation, but maybe it's saying more, am I living the life that God has called me to live? even in isolation, even in quarantine, when we're stuck at home on Zoom calls or whatever else we have to do, you know, am I really living how he calls me to? Or am I kind of just putting that on hold until I get to go back to my normal life? You know, just, I don't know, I felt kind of convicted to do that. So the next line would be, we don't know what tomorrow holds, probably just another myriad of pointless activities to get from my bed to my bed back again. I just miss my school. I miss my life. I miss my friends. I think this one is, you know, kind of self-explanatory. Feels like every day is just uh, how can we fill up this day so we can get back to our beds again at the end of the day and be done. Uh, this is how I felt, you know, a couple weeks ago. I'm starting to kind of get out of that rut of figuring out what I can do during my days, but I still miss those things. You know, I miss my school, my life, my friends. I mean, my entire life and a lot of us college students, you know, and even people who are working. I think everyone's lives have been kind of flipped upside down and, and we do miss those things. And I don't think it's, you know, I, I think it's beneficial to actually say we do miss those things and, and it hurts sometimes because just holding it in and acting like it's kind of normal and like, oh, let's just continue the hustle. I think it's kind of just putting off not only our emotions, but also it's not helping us to, to move towards productivity and to, to just push those feelings away. I think we have to deal with them at some point and you know, we might just be like, well, I hope it's just over soon and it can be done. But I don't know. For me, it was just I miss those things, you know, and I want, you know, to make that express, even if it wasn't I wasn't going to share this poem with you guys. Maybe I just want to write this poem for myself or something, but just express that feeling. 
The next point, or the next line, I guess, a couple lines. Honestly, even this poem feels like complaining, but that's not the point. The point is to show you that you're not alone in this complicated mess, that we are adjoined. So this line, you know, I don't want this poem to come off to you guys like I'm just complaining about being in quarantine and it's ah, blah, blah, sad. You know, like I don't want it to be that. I want it to show you who are listening and people who hear this and maybe even see this poem or whatever to know that we're all kind of in the same boat. You know, I think one thing that Satan does to help us to feel you know, horrible and to not want to grow and to not want to love people. It's just put us up, put us in isolation, really, you know, just feel like we're on an island alone and we have to fight against that continuously. And if that's through annoying technology, you know, having to deal with seeing people on a screen all the time, you know, whatever it is, just figure out how to do that so that we know that we are not alone in this complicated mess, as I say. So the next point uh, would be, I am powerless and you are too. If God's plan is to keep this thing going on forever, our response must be, he'll make do. Actually, better than that, he'll, or will make do. Actually, better than that, he'll make do. Because you would agree, thank God it's not up to me or up to you. Sorry, I know that was a little bit of a longer line, but, you know, we're, we're I just feel powerless in this situation. But I think that's sometimes, that's okay. It shows us that we are not the ones in control all the time. Uh, like it says, you know, if God's plan is to keep this thing going, we just have to give it up to him and say, you know, we would probably mess it up if it was up to us anyways. So we just got to persevere with whatever the situation is. And I feel like this you know, encapsulates that of saying, well, we got to make do. No matter what happens, we got to make do. You know, we can't necessarily change our circumstance. We can't just go back to school or back to work if we're not supposed to be doing that. Uh, back to our normal lives. You know, we got to kind of follow the law. Uh, you know, respect our government and also respect the people around us, keeping people healthy, things like that. So we will make do. You got to do that. Um, one, a couple more to go and then we'll kind of finish up with this. But this line says to trust that when everything sucks, we can trust in his name. I hate that truth sometimes because honestly, that sounds like crap. Like, can you chill out, God? Can I have control of my life back? This line I would say is probably one of the most, you know, transparent or real of all of this poem because it's true, you know. I mean, we can trust in God's name, but sometimes we hate that truth, you know, of, of, of you know, God's the one we can trust. Well, yeah, but why can't I just have control of my life, you know, because honestly, that sounds like crap. Can you chill out, God? You know, that's how I feel sometimes. I feel like, God, can you just chill out? Like, can we just, you know, okay, fix this thing, you know, you're God of miracles, you work miracles, you're the ultimate healer, you know, okay, just take it away, and I'll be better, and we can go back. Clearly, there's something we can learn through this time. This has never happened in the history of, oh, well, you know, in most people's lives who are alive right now, some sort of global pandemic like this, so just trying to figure out uh, how to live it, even though no one really has, and that's okay, you know, but we can trust in God, and we can know that. Um, to be the truth. So yeah, just have that in mind. You know, we're not in control, but God is. And then the last couple lines that I want to share with you guys are this. Um, you are powerless. He is all powerful. You are the careening car and I, and he is the one in control. What am I going to do? Love God, love others, read scripture, because I am just a speck of paint and God's the one painting the whole picture. So the first part of that line, you know, we're powerless. He's all powerful. We're the careening car. He's the one in control. You know, I feel like 
at least in my mind, the past couple of weeks, past, oh my gosh, probably month more than that now, we're the careening car, man. We're just, we're going along and we just kind of lost control. You know, the whole world has kind of lost control a little bit. And the good thing is that he is the one in control. You know, he takes that car and he can straighten it out. But the scary part of that is that we got to let go of the wheel. You know, <laughs> we're the one that's, we're the ones that are careening. We're moving everywhere. And so we need to let go of the wheel and let God take control of that situation. So, and the last part is more applicational, you know, practical. What can we do? Well, I just said those three things. Love God, love others, read scripture. You know, my daily life, I'm looking for ways to do that. Um, helping out around the house, you know, reading my Bible, of course, and staying consistent in my quiet times. But also just, you know, Zoom calling people if I uh, need to and texting people and making sure I'm keeping up with people because I want people to feel loved even in this time. We're also separate and it's like frustrating because it feels like, we can't see anybody, but there there are ways for people to feel seen and to be seen in this time. And we just have to be creative and push through that yucky feeling that this is not ideal. You know, last part there, I'm just a speck of paint. God's the one painting the whole picture. You know, we're just a small, you know, human and not to say that we're insignificant because we are very significant. Uh, but God is the one who's painting the whole picture and we can just play a small part in that. So whatever your part is, continue to do that uh, and continue to, you know, be encouraged and to love God, love others, read scripture. That's kind of what I'm looking to do. Uh, But just have that perspective in mind. I would say that perspective is important in this time when we feel like we're really caught up, you know, and all the stuff that's going on. So just have a little perspective and take your time with that. That's not something you need to come to. It's not something I am even coming to on a daily basis. Sometimes I need... You know, a couple days go by, they're pretty rough, and I just got to think back on, you know, who God is and where my situation is and what my role is right now, and it is different than it has been. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this poem and you were encouraged a little bit by it, but I kind of want to end this podcast on a similar note to all the other podcasts with the challenge of the week. So last week, the challenge was to somehow grow in your prayer life, to figure out some sort of growth that can happen within your prayer life you know, starting it, adding to it, whatever. So for me this week, something that I did was I wrote down prayer requests um, specifically from people instead of just uh, writing, you know, about a person or a person's name. So I'll just give you an example. I was in a Bible study this week and we had prayer requests. And usually, you know, I mean, I don't know why I haven't done this before, but usually I'll see the prayer requests and then think about that person. And on my prayer list, I'll just have their name. And I'll just kind of pray for them and try to recollect whatever I thought. But this week, what I tried to do was for every, you know, interaction that I had or something, I wanted to specifically pray for people's needs or wants or whatever it is that they had at the time, their families, whatever. And so I wrote down like specific things that they said, and I tried to kind of keep it all in mind. And when I would go pray for them, it wasn't just their name, but it was like, a list of things that they had mentioned that they wanted to prayer for. And so, I don't know, that helped me to be more specific in my prayers. And, you know, to it helps me to, you know, or I don't know, I felt like I knew those people better. And I felt like I could connect better uh, in that way by just being specific, you know, instead of just saying, oh, I'm praying for so-and-so. It's like, well, I'm praying for so-and-so and they have this situation going on with this family member and this whatever, you know. So I just felt like that was helpful for me and maybe a way that I can continue to grow to be more intentional with other people. So that's the challenge for last week. Uh, I'm definitely going to ask you guys about that on Instagram, 
But for this coming week, my challenge to you guys is to try a brand new activity. So I know that we're stuck in quarantine here, probably running out of things to do, but we have the internet. So we can literally figure out a million things to do. And I actually was watching these YouTube videos of this this guy who just does like super random things. And that's his entire, you know, channel. He just does a bunch of random stuff. And when I mean random, I mean like, you know, teaches his dog random tricks, you know, builds like cardboard forts and sleeps in them and like just some random things. And I don't know. It just seemed like he was having fun. Uh, But I feel like maybe, you know, this is the time of quarantine, month plus in, we can mix it up. So try a brand new activity and just think of something could be small, could be something, you know, with your siblings or with your parents or something. I don't know, like family game night, if you never really do that, or if you haven't in a while, something like that. I don't know, but try a brand new activity. That's the challenge for this week. And I will let you know what I do for this next week on the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to episode five of Tommy Talks. Let me know what you guys think of the podcast overall and especially today with a new kind of episode format design with sharing a poem. Hope you guys were encouraged and really enjoyed just my explanation of kind of my heart behind that. Uh, Rate and review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. Let me know what you think on Instagram and share if you guys enjoyed it. Love you guys and I'll catch you all next week.